Everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is a Sunday night, April 19th, 2020. I did not get to see it, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Good. Um, no, very much so, Dave. I mean, look where I work Monday through Friday. Yeah. I mean, that's... You guys have a major connection with Michael Jordan. When you come in to our office, it's a 20-foot high picture. There's yeah. a staircase that takes you up to the second level of our building. And as you walk in, I walk by him every day. It's 20 feet high, color picture of Michael Jordan. Yeah. And the the guys who did our walls, we've got a Gretzky wall, LeBron, uh, Jordan. But everything in the background is black and white, and the athlete is in color. Yeah. And this one that you see is just Jordan going up for a dunk. Dude, it, it takes our entire company. Look, man, he's he's been with Upper Deck, and Upper Deck is San Diego, so all of us should have a connection to that. Yeah. And I was chatting with uh, part of our management team, and I didn't see it tonight, but they said there was a really funny part when somebody asked him for an autograph. Did that happen tonight? Um. And he said no, and he yeah. he won't sign and. Uh, because he wants you to know that everything, look, it's all a business deal, right? The whole thing, but everything that he signs for upper deck, we've had our one guy there for, I mean, we have one main guy, my buddy, Tim, who's there for every Gretzky signing, every Tiger signing LeBron, um, was there with Kobe Jordan. Yeah. And he's there watches everything coordinates it they it, it's an amazing operation but that's part of the deal and they said oh yeah you got to keep an eye out because apparently there's somewhere along the yeah. line if it wasn't tonight it'll be coming up where somebody asked him for an autograph and he said no there, and, it is it's funny because michael jordan is the, like when i say the guy mm-hmm. he's the guy i mean he's the guy whose shoes you wanted still today yeah. Whose shoes you want? They're so expensive. You know, there's there's a whole method to the madness. You remember when he went on David Letterman oh, and yeah. he talked about the shoes and the first pair of Air I Jordans. I worked at a sporting goods store yeah. when when the first ones came out. So and, and remember, I, and they were black and I, red. They yeah. didn't have the white in them. And then he told Letterman, and now you're a Letterman guy. Remember, he told Letterman, he goes, "The NBA says they have to have white in them." And Letterman goes, "Why? The NBA doesn't." Remember? Ah, it's great. <laughs> and and. The whole deal, I, I'm not going to say anything that happened in the show because I want you to watch it. But I'm going to yeah. tell you, just for me as a kid, how Michael Jordan kind of r- related to me because I lived at the time Michael Jordan became big in North Carolina. I was living in the state right next to him in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. My dad was born in North Carolina, became a Tar Heels fan because I didn't know college basketball for shit. All I knew is when I was born in L.A., UCLA basketball was big in my house. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, North Carolina was on TV all the time yeah. because of the area of the country we lived in. Well, when I moved to uh, when I moved to Nashville at age six, um, I had shocker to you. I had no friends. My next door neighbor was <laughs> I keep sucks. thinking of that drawing Ernie did that birthday yeah. party one. And uh, there was an old man about eighty years old named Max Tillman who was a former college basketball player. I didn't know. He's just you know when you're a little kid, when you're an old right. man, you think you've been old your whole life. And he introduced me to college basketball. He had dead center twentieth row seats to Vanderbilt games, well, and he would take me to go see. Vanderbilt played Charles Barkley in Auburn or Sam Bowie in Kentucky, and he would he'd give me a little history of basketball. He was 
my best friend is an 80 year old guy. He was the guy so I would great. talk to every day after school and he never had kids. And so oh, wow. oh, cool. him and his wife would sit there and they'd feed me at the end of school and that my parents worked. And so him and I established yeah. a basketball relationship. When Michael Jordan was in high school, he took me to go see Michael Jordan. Holy shit. And he told me, yeah, I was a Magic Johnson fan. He said, that no. guy right there, he said, that guy right there is going to be better than your hero, Michael Jordan. And he died. He never saw Michael Jordan become Michael Jordan. Whoa. And I always think of it. I always watched him. Obviously, I watched him at North Carolina. But as as he has become the star that everyone else knows, a couple things just kind of stand out. It reminds me of my neighbor, who I, you know, yeah. I loved and treated me like a son or grandson. And um, there's a scene, you, w- you wouldn't know it, but in 97, they'll show in the clip when he's playing the Clippers. You'll see my mic's right in front of his face, my arm's right oh, there. Oh, funny. And uh, after that game, I really wish, because I've told you this before, I don't have the picture, but that was the game after the game where Tony Gwynn was waiting for him. Yeah. Tiger Woods was waiting for him, and Michael Jordan let me follow him around for the day. Wow. And um, and I was hoping I would, there would be some kind of thing showing a picture of him taking it with Tony and Tiger Woods. But it was you'll love it, Jeff. I'm yeah. telling it. Your kids will love it. For will know that Michael Jordan was great, but don't know the history of it. I know Michael said he was concerned that doesn't put him in the best light. I think uh, today so far everything was fine. There's a lot of cussing now on ESPN. Yeah, that's what they said. I was shocked to hear that word on ESPN. Yeah, they you know? left it all in. But you'll 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 love it because you'll remember it as a sports fan. For your oh, yeah. kids, it will kind of bring Michael Jordan into light of what he was and why you bought his shoes and didn't buy like Ralph Sampson shoes. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, like like I said, working at a sporting goods store and in Encinitas High Five, right at San Fe Drive, and then. Um, you know, seeing him play, uh, I never saw the Bulls play the Lakers or the Clippers, but he would come to San Diego yeah. and play in the Cliff Livingston uh, All-Star game. Yeah. And I said for years there was a picture in the sports arena, and I can't remember. It's just three guys, and it's either Magic and I think it's Magic it playing defense. I've seen the picture. Yeah, on Jordan. Yeah. And then the only person you see is me under the basket looking the opposite direction. How did you direction. get those tickets? So we got them out front. Here's the funny thing about that. Um, we were out front. We bought scalper tickets to the game. And they put us right below, right there, front yeah. row. And then that fucking dipshit, Jerry Gross, <laughs> shows up. I told him this years later. He laughed. He liked it. Hey, I think you're in my seat. And I go, the fuck I am. I know exactly what my seat is. It's here. Go get a fucking usher. He shuffled off to 17A in the fucking terrace where he belonged. Get the fuck out of here, Jerry. You sitting that shitty. Yeah, he tried to fucking big time like he was something, and he wasn't. Was he wearing a suit? Yeah. He always wore a suit. Let me just be honest. I fucking love Jerry Gross. Jerry Gross. It's was, my favorite Jerry Gross story. Oh, my God. The Petco but I told Park him, Jerry Gross story is my favorite. But I told him later on, I go, you know, you tried. Hey, I did. Hey, I go, fuck you, Jerry. You fucking asshole. He laughed and laughed and laughed. He was. We say a lot of shit on this show. Let me just be clear because we never talk about him. Dude, what a fucking. Explain who Jerry Gross is for the people who don't well, know. Because a lot of the young people that listen to our show have no idea who Jerry Gross is. He was an unbelievable guy just he was ted lightner before ted lightner yeah he he was one of the original voices of the padres i think he did nba game of the week he did he had an unbelievable resume 
And when Kevin Kernan went to the New York Post, Jerry called me and said, hey, I'd really like to have that job working with Hank. But we didn't have a lot of money, and we thought we were getting fired or canceled. And I liked him so much, respected him. Goddamn, Dave, Jerry sent me his resume. It was insane. Yeah. And then in in the last couple of years, um, he and I would often sit together at Petco Park. And he just liked you and me. But I think the thing was, and why you and I have always gotten along with Nick, with Bill Center, or with any of those guys, and Jerry falls right in this category, I had a huge amount of respect for what he had accomplished. And once we got past that, then it was just fucking around ball busting all the time. So I could tell him, hey, fuck you, Jerry. You tried to run me out of there. And he, yeah. Because I respected that he had been the original voice of the pods and everything else. But, um, dude, what a good fucking guy. Tell the story at Petco Park with the Jerry in the seat. So I think it's opening night at of Petco Park. Yeah. And whatever year that was, was that, what was that? It was that? towards the beginning when they opened. It could have been, I don't know if it was the 2004, yeah, like but were, it was towards the beginning. Yeah, because I feel like you and I were. At all, ESPN, I think, or maybe we're at Extra, I don't know. Where yeah, we I think we're at 1360. Okay. And so if you know, like the media section, um, that front row was always the flagship. So whether yeah. it was, I think it was probably Kogo at the time, but eventually at 1090, they always put us in that front row. And then the second row was where I sat for years. Yeah. So it was uh, Red Hill, Phil gone, and then usually... You and me. You and me. Mike, Judd, all those guys. So that's where my seat was. Yeah. But Jimmy Charvette was working that night for Kogo and phoning in reports. It was opening day, and I was just there fucking around. I had a phone line. We had a phone line right in front. So I said to Charvette, whose seat was behind me in row three, look, you take mine. I'll go back to row three. I'm just here fucking around. Well, I end up sitting right next to Jerry, and Jerry's in the corner now, and he's got a pillar in front of him. So he's got an obstructed view seat. So he says to me, well, goddamn, they're really big fans of ours, huh? Look at these seats we got. Fuck, I'm behind a fucking pillar. I was the original voice of the Padres. Not that your seat's much better. And I said, well, Jer, my seat's down there. I'm just sitting here. So, And he just goes, goddamn it. He's like 80 years old, swearing at you. And I will say this. I have... I have uh, friends that were very close to me. My kid's nanny, Allie. Yeah. Her dad, Ed, their wife, uh, Ed's wife, Vicky. They were a huge part in raising my kids. And Ed, they're all buried at Miramar. And they're buried at Miramar. Jerry Coleman's buried at Miramar. But a minute and a half walk from uh, Allie, Ed, and Vicky is Jerry Gross. Really? And I go see him. When I go visit oh, them, cool. I go see him. And yeah, dude, just a, a really, really... I mean, old-timers yeah. remember him. He was just fucking cool. He yeah. was just cool, man. Yeah. So I just... I wanted to make that clear yeah. because if I, if you say something like, ah, get the fuck out of here, then it makes him look like a dick, and he wasn't. He yeah. was just old-school, 
really fucking good dude. Great stories, too. That is cool. It's funny that you brought up cemeteries. I went to basically two cemeteries where I got out of the car on Friday up in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I w- drove by the one by the forum the other day. And so I, I, when I think of cemeteries now, I think of you, not because of your death in the future, but because it's something that you have done with your kids where you'll go to different grave sites and stuff. Almost did it today in Ocean. Is that right? We were in Oceanside, and we almost went to visit Junior. Wow. Do, how, now, how do you know where Junior is? I you, don't. You, okay. I know. You can I, find stuff, obviously, in Google really fast. Yeah, so uh, my buddy Ben Gallo, his parents are buried. Uh, Tommy Gallo, uh, their parents are buried in Oceanside. And uh, Junior's there, too. Yeah. So I know he's there. I just don't know where he is. But I was like, I don't want, you know. My kids didn't know him. You and yeah. I knew him. Coming up on an anniversary again. God damn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it's going to be eight years? It'll be eight years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, when you're in L.A., I mean, my friend Erica is at Forest Lawn in Burbank. Yep. And Jerry Buss is there. Carrie Fisher's there. A ton of people are there. You can go visit them pay your respects but where were you were you at the maryland monroe one i went to no i went to visit okay so here's the deal i've told you before during this coronavirus i'm like well i gotta get out of the house i mean i no joke i'm getting three months to the to the tank on my my fucking car you know i mean i'm not going anywhere <laughs> right. so I, I finally said to to josh because on thursday i was like dude i'm like going stir crazy here yeah I, I gotta leave the fucking house yeah and i go you want to shoot up to la so first thing i did was i wanted to see what was open you know okay and I was like, okay, if we go to LA, can we eat at Tommy's? Yeah, we fucking went to yeah. Tommy's. You can't obviously go inside like anywhere else. No. Um, but we ate in the parking lot. And then we uh, went to see my my dad's parents first, yeah. which is in the valley. Okay, it's the cemetery that's next to um, Richie Valens. You know, I told oh, him wow. I drove in the wrong cemetery once, and the guy asked me, you here to see Richie Valens? You just watched the bomb? I go, no. And I realized <laughs> I was at the wrong one. And it was close. I was pissed because oh, the, wow. the website said it was open. That was the furthest drive out there. That's like on the way to Magic Mountain, you know? Yeah, which one was that? It's off uh, the one, 118. It's, fuck, I wrote it down because I can't ever remember the goddamn thing. Um, and it's funny, I haven't been there in since 2003. So it, that's Eden Memorial Park. It's off of uh, Sepulveda, which shocker, everything's off. Mission Hills, California. Is, oh, okay, is it. yeah, I don't know that. So it, it's it's far. Okay. So we drove all the way there, and boom, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't go in. Wow. And then we shoot back to Hollywood and we go to uh, the cemetery that is Beth Olam is what it's called but it's where a bunch of actors and stuff are, are married like Groucho mm-hmm. Marx is right there Judy Garland's there Bugsy Siegel's there and you look to your right you see the Hollywood sign you look to your left it's the Paramount Tower oh, you know wow. I mean it's right there where a lot of actors right off of Gower okay you know there well um, yeah and then we, uh, we 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 driving around different places and and uh, but did you go like Sunset or Hollywood Boulevard? Everywhere. Dude, there was no traffic. It was it's it was, crazy, right? It is so fucking nuts. It's like when you, if you ever been in New York, for me at least, it was a big wake up call a couple of years ago when we walked around Manhattan. Yeah, I was amazing how many things we saw every second. Yeah. And you'd realize it's not as big as what you think it it's is. Crazy, but it's a big grid. It's a big grid, and all of a sudden you're in Central Park. You're where yeah. John Lennon was shot. You're yep. by the Trump Tower. You're by the Empire State Building. You're by Madison Square Garden. It just everything's right there. It's not as big as anything. when you're driving in L.A. with no traffic. Same thing. You realize I can go from 
basically West LA to Santa Monica in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. It felt like for me driving from here to, to target, you know, where, yeah. where, where I'm at my neighbor. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was so fucking cool for me. We went to past El Coyote. Josh yeah. wanted to go see, um, obviously where the Manson deal happened, but I said, dude, I, I think they changed the name of the street. Right. And uh, they, isn't it locked Cielo, off? No, Cielo is still the street is still there, but they changed the number. Okay. But it's a gate. You can't get up there. You can't get up there. That's what yeah. I was saying to Josh. Like, I don't think you can get up there anymore. No. How far is that from where El Coyote is off of Beverly? Oh, uh, uh, Cielo's right off of Sunset, so from Bar- oh, really close, huh? Yeah, ten minutes. Wow, yeah, yeah. Ten, ten minutes. So Coyote's fucking great. Are yeah. they are they doing takeout? Uh, you or know, they, they, they it they wasn't. Pro- it was closed. Pink's, wow. Pink's hot dogs was closed till yesterday. Really? Yeah, that that was closed. I would have eaten like shit all day long if I could have. Yeah. No bathrooms, by the way. If you're going to do it, Dude. number one, don't bring a girl because yeah. they've got no chance. I mean, we're pissing behind gas stations and stuff. It's just, yeah. there's nowhere to go to the restroom. There's nowhere, man. Nowhere. Much harder than even San Diego finding a place yeah. to go to the bathroom. So, uh, but but we had, we had a good time. We, we we left here at 1030 and got home at 8. Last and, night? Uh, Friday. Friday. And okay. saw, it felt like we saw fucking everything. But we did, I've never been by OJ's house since everything happened, but I know oh, you yeah. go by, so we went by. They're doing, nice. it looks like they're doing more construction, and we're just like, what the hell? Santa Monica, Venice, uh, Marina Del Rey, and we go by the Forum in the Charger News Stadium. All right, okay. how's that looking? It, it looks like no way in fucking hell is it going to be gonna ready. They're going to be ready, right? No way is that going to be ready. I don't know anything about construction, but anyone who sees it go will go, how in the fuck are they going to get this thing ready? Right. I I'm, mean, we're in May. Yeah. But I mean, look, maybe they're they're lucky as shit cuz it doesn't feel like they're going to be playing NFL games in September, yeah. right? God damn. I mean, man. I'm supposed to be in there on September 4th, Friday night for a concert. Yeah. I, man, I don't know how. I mean, it's it yeah. sounds in my mind, this is what I think right away. Get the people that built the one in Minnesota and bring them out here. No shit. Because those fuckers built that thing fast in the snow. Yeah, in the winter. <laughs> so how the hell is this thing not close to being done? The form is cool to look at. As yep. dumb as I am, I completely forgot the form is red now. Oh, yeah, they it went was, back. It, it was so weird uh, that I was used to seeing it blue, but... But it we, was red when you and I were up it there. It was, when you and I, when they yeah. were... They, we walked in when they weren't done yes, building it. when they were finishing it. Yeah. Correct. And then we went by uh, the, the the cemetery by by across the street from the form. Yeah. The, I think it's Greenwood Memorial Park. And a lot of famous people are in there. It's yeah. uh, even uh, Robert Kardashian was in there, surprisingly. But there are a shitload of I think famous. Chris Cornell's there. Yeah, a lot of famous people are in that one. We started looking that one up. We didn't. We didn't go in. We didn't do that move. But it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was a good day, man. I know you, you and I'll your boys uh, like to just drive up and, and see different things in LA. But to have it with zero traffic was so easy and non-stressful. It, it was cake, man. I'll give you guys if if people like that. If you like old school LA. There's a book called The Ultimate Hollywood Tour Book, and it will show you everything. And the great thing is it's laid out, so it would start with Oceanside and then take you into Carlsbad and then Lucadia, Encinitas, Cardiff, Solana Beach, right? You hear me? Del Mar. (laughs) No, but like that, La Jolla, and then you work your way all the way down. So it doesn't go Oceanside, National City, La Jolla, yeah. Poway. Like, it'll it'll walk you through, and it'll tell you. I mean, the book's a few years old, but if you get it, Ultimate Hollywood Tour Book. Yeah. And it's got a red cover on it. If 
probably get it on Amazon for 10 bucks, and that'll show you all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, for we- me, Dave, what my kids and I had talked about, what we have done is we have found a place in Encinitas that um, I can get a room for 60 bucks. And the other thing is, they'll because nobody's going on, nothing's there, they'll let me check in at 12 noon. Yeah. So my kids and I, two weeks in a row, have done the same thing, just kind of to get out, where we've gone up, we've gotten lunch, checked into the room, had lunch there. Yesterday, we watched a little bit of King's Hockey. They're goofing around on their tablet, reading books, played some video games, watched Talladega Nights, and then check out at about 12 noon today, hang out, and... uh it's really fun. Yeah. And it's just, it gets you out. It's different, right? Look, different shower, different bed, different TV, just something. And you go, all right, well, I've paid off all the credit cards. So we're going to, we're going to do that on the weekends um, for a couple of weeks. And okay. it kind of breaks it up for their mom a little bit. And for me and uh, yeah, in a few months when those $60 rooms back to being 150 then I, I may not be doing it. But, you know, you and I are doing, I think, the same thing, which is you went out, you guys picked your shot, you're in the car, you're with your son, I'm with my two sons today. Yeah. My son Cade must have said to me, and they're at that age now where everything's, that's what she said. and, and uh, You know what I mean? That, that's where they are. And he must have said to me three times over the weekend, man, dad, I really love this. Cool. I really love the time we have together. I just, I love this. This is great. And I would highly recommend for any of you, like you can't go to Aquatica, you can't go to the wild animal park, but you can find different things to do in your neighborhood where you're respecting people, the whole thing. And then it circles back to these fucking assholes so last night, we stayed right on 101 in Encinitas. I took him up into Carlsbad to get him an ice cream, and I said, hey, let's, we'll swing down 101. Yeah. Because it's kind of fun at night. So it starts last night, Dave, and we're coming down through Carlsbad, and it is fucking jammed at Carlsbad Beach last night at 9 o'clock at night. Wow. I mean, fucking jammed. Cars and people trying to park and standing and beach chairs. And you go, what the fuck? Is 38 special here? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Nickelback and Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, uh, so I said to somebody, what's going on? Oh, it's the luminescent lights tonight. What? <laughs> and if you have driven by the ocean in the last couple of weeks, we've seen this. It's the the red tides, so the kelp and whatever. But the water, you're like, dude, the water looks like brown. It looks like the Willy Wonka pond. Yeah. Well, apparently at night, boy, it just works perfectly with the moon, and it glows like blue. Hey, get the fuck home, you assholes. God damn it. These dumb motherfuckers, right? And I would say for all of them, you know, I hope you all fucking get it. But that fucks up all the good people working at the hospital and, and yeah. everybody else. And then today, 
right in my hometown of Encinitas. And listen, man, I'll tell you this, and I'm 98% confident on this. None of those motherfuckers that were out there were Encinitas people in, in 81 or 85 or 95. I guarantee you, like the guy who owns one of the local restaurants told me, all of these dumb fucks moved in from 2008 till now. None of them have Encinitas in their blood. They just have it as a zip code. But all these dumb fucks are out in front of swamis and everywhere else protesting because their freedom's been taken away. Suck a dick, <laughs> you fucking assholes. You fucking little bitches. You little fucking... I swear to God, they're all little fucking cunts. When's the last time you called anybody a cunt, Dave? A long time ago. Oh, my God. The one guy I love. And then, on top of everything else, <laughs> if that's not bad enough, then you got Steve Woods, who cannot fucking mute anybody or can't direct message anybody. He's going to be Chuck Todd and just debate people. So your fucking social media line. It's just filled with Steve Wood's brilliant thoughts on everything. Like any of us give a shit. This fucking guy. Take it to direct message, you fucking asshole. Self-centered dick. But these motherfuckers that just feel like they're so entitled. And I haven't had the chance to go to Target. I can't go to Petco. Well, bullshit. Fuck you, buddy. I'm going to get a sign. A highlighter. Yeah. Honk if you love your freedom. And then the guy who wrote, this is martial law. I saw that. M-A-R. I saw that. Who's that dumb fuck? Who's that ass pirate? How many people even noticed in these signs can't spell government? That cracks me up. A lot. Now, look, San Diego may not be Harvard, but oh shit, we weren't that But bad. all across the country. People yeah. always misspell government. These dumb motherfuckers. It's just like... Fuck you. God, you think you're so... And we had it downtown, too. They all think they're so fucking smart, and they're making a point. You just look like a fucking moron. Just like a fucking moron. Here's what's so strange. is I think it might have been the last show we did on Wednesday. We were talking about, I think, Michigan. And they had the yeah. Confederate flags out. And it looked, and oh, you're God. like, what the hell's going on? And you're like, number one, there was no Civil War in Michigan. Right? Matter of fact, people were escaping to go. To, they to still go. are. Yeah, I mean, and so I, I, I just sit there and I'm going, man, this isn't great at all. And then, I, yeah. hell, I love Leonard Skinner and Sweet Home Alabama. I can't stand their blaring that shit. That drives oh, me nuts. Oh, is that what it, okay, I couldn't understand the, the Leonard Skinner oh, references. My. Is that what they were doing? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, it, it looks really, really, to me, it looks bad, but hell, there are people that are following. So when it happened in San Diego yesterday and today. Yeah. I'm just, I shake my head. I go, man, am I crazy? Like, I, yeah. I, I sit there and I go, how come I'm on a completely different page? If you want to get to the point where, look, you think everything is that fucked up and you need to go back to work and all your friends need to go back to work, go ahead and sign that paper. You and your entire family saying, we, yeah. we are reserving the right to refuse any medical coverage because right. we put ourselves in this situation. Right. The, the pro yeah, when you get it, hey, and your or your your kid gets it, hey, you know what? There's no hospital for you. You're you're signing off. That's what you're saying right now. Because right now, not everybody's getting tested. No, and not every, and there isn't a goddamn vaccine. Right. So if you're willing to say, hey, I'm gonna take the chance, man, that's on you and your family and your friends. Man, we had to make a run to Target tonight. We've avoided Target 
as much as we can. But tonight we had to go. And uh, and my son and I ran in there with a fucking mask on. Yeah. And there's a part of you where you go, God, I feel like a fucking dork. Well, you don't know, you? You do. Don't you feel like 100%. it looks like you're robbing the place? Right. But you know what, Dave? For the people that are standing there yeah. and trying to help you, direct exactly. you to the line and are wiping down that fucking self-checkout, if that's... If if me coming through that line, having that mask for that second, my son having it going, okay, fuck, as opposed to <clears throat> the five people behind me. And look, the, finding a mask is not easy to do. No, I just bought one online, actually. To yeah, it'll show up in July. Yeah, probably. But for those people, Dave, if we're showing in and for a second they can go, oh, fuck, okay, good. Well, there's... And there were a lot of people that yeah. had... A bandana or a mask or yeah. doing whatever. And I, I said to my son, I go, dude, let's just do our part for the fucking guys that are grinding it out every night and, yeah. and stocking the shelves and just listening to these ass. Come on. And we did it. And I was happy to do it. I don't care. I'm like, uh, I'm happy to have one. I'm glad to have it. And um, yeah, we just said, if we're if we're going in, let's get in that habit uh, out of respect to the people working and goddamn, who knows? Something's in the air. Maybe we're protecting ourselves at the same time. But for me, David, it's just about, and it's not holier than thou. It's just, hey, man, respect your neighbor. I'm with you on that. And and I really do. I genuinely have so much respect for the people that are working in these stores right now that I can, I feel good taking vitamins, drinking water every day. But goddamn, who knows? So, uh, yeah happy to fucking put that thing on and and if i have it i should utilize it and i'm happy to do it no i'm with you I'm, i do appreciate the people that that are willing to wow. work during this time i mean all, I was, all uh, of them first responders yeah. everybody i went through uh home depot yesterday and there was the, the obviously they have the the big you know plastic in front of their face and you're like dude at least you're here for me you know yeah. I, I need something for my yard i got an issue right. where i, I want to kill weeds because i'm bored out of my mind so i'm gonna spray some stuff and then Thank goodness they're, they're there. Just get me out of the fucking house. Yeah. I want to go to McDonald's and just buy a Diet Coke. Just go through yeah. the... I'm glad you're here. You know, I, I don't thank understand you. being That's a dictator of those people. Just... And and make sure you just say, hey, thank you. You yeah. all right? You doing all right? Man, I'm glad you're here. Stay safe, you know? It I'll try, is. I'll try to avoid you as much as I can. It is something else. All yeah. right. One of the things... And people... You, you brought this up the other day, and it's funny. So many people reached out and said... Hey, I don't want to bother you on this, but I'm going to ask you. And so I said, I'm going to ask, I'll ask Jeff this because I don't know if you get him on Facebook. I know you kind of stay with only family. You try not to bring other Always. people in, but I get a ton of these name your five, whatever. And then I've pass been thinking it on. about this all day, but okay. go ahead. So my question to you is name your top five favorite players of, of all time to watch that you, that you had a chance oh. to watch your top five. It doesn't have to be that they were great, yeah. but you, you said, you know what? I enjoyed watching these guys. Uh, well, I, I had a really hard time bringing it down to five. Yeah, me too. So what I said was, let's just go around the lineup. Because I said I'd much rather go the everyday eight and then a starter and a reliever. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because that to me um, is what I'd rather do. Because trying to narrow it down okay. uh, would be too tough. So let me start behind the plate and these and again i'm not saying the, the best players right now i'm just asking top, well good top five players that you enjoyed as, as a baseball fan good this is that makes it a okay. lot easier because from a catching standpoint like we saw a lot 
I mean, I was, I kind of saw, I mean, I saw Johnny Bench at the end yeah. when the time I got here, right? You saw Pudge, you saw, fuck, a bunch of guys. I saw Fisk as a kid. Carlton yeah. Fisk was my favorite player. So I got to go out and watch Carlton Fisk. But I'm telling you, for me, from a catching standpoint, the guy that I had the absolute most fun watching was Benito when he came up. Oh, because wow. what Benito was doing, and I know Tony Pena did it a little bit. Yeah. But when you were watching Benito, and Terry Kennedy was cool, but Terry Kennedy was old school traditional catcher, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, here comes Benito, and he's snap throwing and throwing dudes out from his knees. That for me, Dave, was I was like, okay, well, if I have to say best, you know, Fisk, Thurman Munson, yeah. I saw as a kid. Oh, that's cool. Johnny Bench, I saw. But again, Gary I didn't, Carter. Yeah, fuck, Gary Carter's a great call. Um, a bunch of those guys. But for me, uh, I mean, I love my boy Butch Weiniger. Yeah. Um, but when Benito came up and was doing snap throws, he was my favorite guy. That's cool. I like that one a lot. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Piazza. Piazza for uh, me. Of course, because he's a Dodger. What do you mean? I was talking about his Padre years. You were not, you fucking asshole. A hundred percent was not. Go and Mike Piazza. I always admired guys that can hit with power to the right side. And the guy put it over yeah. the fence all the time. Uh, first base. That's Steve Garvey. 100%. When Garve came here, now look, yeah. this was the typical luck that I had. We've talked about this in the past, where as a kid, you would buy tickets, and those tickets would go up on the refrigerator, yeah. and, and getting rid of physical tickets kind of sucks. I had tickets on my fridge for weeks. To go see the Padres that were going to play the, I think they were playing the Braves, and we were going to that game, and the day before. It was the Braves. Yeah, Garv slid in and against Ozzie Virgil Jr. and broke his thumb. Yeah, you're absolutely and right. And Garv was out. But in 84, Dave, I mean, it made me insane. The guy didn't have a fucking Aaron. He didn't win the gold yeah, glove. You can't Keith win the Hernandez. gold glove. Yeah, first time it's ever happened. But. Yes, 100% Garv because of what it meant when he came here as a new Padre fan. Yeah. How much he embraced San Diego. And listen, uh, I'll be biased. He's been so incredibly great to this show. The picture from Fox Sports San Diego that I cut you out of all the time. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I saw Harmon Killebrew as a kid. Rod Carew played first base when I was a kid. Um. Adrian was pretty fucking yeah, fun to watch, but it, it's got to be the Garve. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, I'll throw second base at you. I'll let you go first. Uh, second base is a little tougher. I got to think about different guys where you go, who are the most fun? See, Alomar to me breaks my heart. I can't yeah. vote. Like, nothing. Did you appreciate Alomar when he was here? Oh, we were so excited about him coming yeah. up, man. We were so excited. You knew he was yeah. going to be special. Yeah. Hall of Famer. You just knew he was going to be special, right? And, I mean, you can't go Juan Bonilla. Wiggins is heartbreaking. Um, Carew as a second baseman, for me, I was too young. By the time I really started to know what was going on, Carew had moved to first, and Killebrew was kind of DHing. So I don't know for second baseman. Who do you got? For, okay, for me, because uh, the time he was outstanding, and I was living in Tennessee at the time, mm-hmm. the only time I saw baseball, basically, was the NBC Game of the Week, and uh-huh. I had every Cubs game and every Braves game. 
Oh, oh, Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg. Oh, that's a great call. Was a freak because he yeah. never looked like a baseball player. He looked like a guy that worked a, a job wearing a suit, yeah, nine to five, and then showed, just looked like looked like my dad. You know what right. I mean? But Ryan Sandberg was so fucking good, it just blew me away. That for me, I would say Ryan Sandberg was a guy who never walked away from the TV when he was up. That's really good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of different guys from different teams like that you look at and through the years. You thought I was going to say Glenn Hubbard, didn't you? Uh-huh. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll tell you this. I will say this, and it it's this is really true. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty amazing now. I I hadn't paid a lot of attention to Brett's career. I knew yeah. Brett's career, but I hadn't paid a lot. But when he came in and we fucking had the best time and hit it off with him, um, and then watching him and just having an appreciation and then watching him yeah. through the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, look, man, a lot of these guys are, are guys that I have a personal with. I'll take Brett. That's I'll not take, bad. I'll take Brett because he um, he was a really fun player to watch, but he genuinely has just become such a great friend to us. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I'll take Brett. That's I like that. Call. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'll jump on uh, third base first, and okay. uh, I, and I would have told you Nolan Arenado because I Ooh. think the guy is just does things that are unbelievable. Machado does things that are unbelievable too. Machado does little things that bother me, so I wouldn't put him there. But for me, it's it's Caminiti mm-hmm. because when Caminiti was here, and when you look up Caminiti's numbers, I went and looked him up the other day. Yeah, and he was here for a short time, so a shorter yeah. time than I even thought he was here. But, man, Caminiti, man, was so big for San Diego. And for you and I who were at every single home game, yeah, you couldn't walk away. You thought something crazy was going to happen. He was everything that you hoped a superstar would be. He had that look in his eye like he could play middle linebacker for the Raiders right. and also play third base for the Padres. He was intimidating as shit. Caminiti is my guy. Uh, it was funny because I had to go to my storage unit today. And cleaning some things out, one of the things that we cleaned out was an old shoebox full of mother's baseball cards yeah. that you had given. So my sons and I set up a set. So we did a set for each one of them, for myself, and for their mom. So we did a complete set. And then there were a handful of cards that we kept extras of. Ricky, Tony, cool. Trevor, and Caminetti. I love that call, but for me, Dave, getting here when I did in 81 and going out to Jack Murphy Stadium, and I know his career was starting to slow down by that point, but watching Mike Schmidt was yeah. so fucking amazing. He retired here. Yeah, I did. He cried. Michael Jack Smith. Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. Um, Dude, we used to play that clip all the time. So funny. Rick cries. Yeah, from Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Two bad knees in the dream. Yeah. I mean, Arenado's a fucking stud, but but watching Mike Schmidt yep. play was just it gave you yeah. chills, oh, man. It did. With all with those old Philly teams, and he, uh, goddamn, he demolished Padre hitting. But I'll I'll take uh, Mike Schmidt. I had a cousin who was a who had a friend named Larry Weiner. I was thought oh, the name was hilarious. Who was a bat boy for the nineteen eighty Phillies, and Mike okay. Schmidt gave him. His road Phillies jersey from the World Series. Fuck. He used to play softball in it every Sunday night. God with damn. With a fucking zipper. Yes. And you're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Blue? Was <laughs> blue, it blue the, one? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. going, dude, what are you doing? Why are you wearing the jersey? Dude, their zip up jersey that had the maroon P. Yeah. Like fucking the coolest, it right? Was. 
Who are you putting it short? Ozzy. Ozzy's my guy. A Rod did crazy stuff. A-Rod, right yeah. now, Woods is punching the steering wheel saying, How you not seen Jeter? I saw them all. But yep. for me, Ozzy's the guy. He was he was started in San Diego. He just I know he didn't have the bat at the beginning of his career, but he did things at shortstop I'd just never seen. I know Omar Vizquel used to do things too, mm-hmm. but man, Ozzy was the first guy that you just go, What the fuck am I watching? Uh Ozzy was great. Um Jeter, watching Jeter and that Yankee team in 98 for the couple of days that they were here, it had to feel like watch, watching the Russian Red Army team play yep. hockey. They were unbelievable. Yep. But I will say shortstop's easy for me. I was lucky enough to be in the 2001 All-Star Game in Seattle, sitting with our friend Kurt Sandoval, who gave us the heads up that A-Rod was the starting shortstop that night. Cal Ripken was at third. Yeah. But he said, watch what's going to happen, and A-Rod's going to move Ripken to short. Watching Ripken um, at shortstop was awesome. But that night, being there for the final All-Star game, when Tommy Lasorda got laid out in the third base box (laughs) by the foul ball, what A-Rod did, Tony didn't get a chance to play because he was hurt. But just that whole experience. But for me, watching Cal play short that night, as far as just fun, that's my favorite memory of anybody playing shortstop. There you go. All right, left field for you. 100% easiest uh, pick of the night. Maybe my favorite player ever as I look at baseball and the guy who fucking Larry Boa hated and traded in the worst trade in Padre oh, history. It's my guy, Kevin Mitchell. I love it. Kevin Mitchell, yeah. to me, was the guy that we needed in San Diego. We needed somebody that intimidated the other side. And that fucking guy, and then a couple of times just didn't meet him, having him on the show, when he was there at the extra golf tournament and saying it's the worst trade in Padre history, (laughs) I sincerely believe it. It devastated me. Like, no, like, people think I'm fucking, I'm not fucking around. That trade did it. That, that's my, not only is that the easiest pick of the night, but that's my number one guy in baseball. I fucking loved watching Kevin Mitchell. I've said it, Dave. I had seats about 10 rows up from third base at Jack Murphy Stadium. Kevin Mitchell hit a ball so hard that by the time you looked, it was already bouncing back. Wow. And having him and Jack Clark going back to back in the line. Jack Clark was pretty fucking fun at first base, too. We said Garve, but Jack Clark was pretty fun. But for me, Kevin Mitchell was uh, – and a very close second would be Ricky Henderson. Oh, that's great. Like one and one egg. Guys you but, just like to watch. Well, yeah. And yeah. Ricky, and we saw Josh yeah. Rosenberg and I saw Ricky at uh, the final Raider yeah. game. But just the way he made Tony laugh, yep. being there in 96 with Todd Villalobos when he's combing his hair. Yep. In that final game against the Dodgers, Rob Piccolo comes screaming, Ricky, you're in the game. Ricky got to go. <laughs> he runs up. Like, the first ball is hit to him. He turns left, he turns right, he turns left, and then he makes the kind of the sweeping catch. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Mitchell won. Ricky Henderson probably won A. And I saw him yeah. with the A's, too, like in the Yankees playing the Angels, he was unbelievable. Now, again, these are guys that we just like to watch, not, yeah. the, not the best of all time. There are three outfielders that I check their stats every day when I used to get the newspaper. Okay. For this guy right here, I'm going to put him in left field, Steele Murphy. 
Oh, wow. I used to love watching Dale Murphy play. What do you think more of him as a center fielder? Center fielder, right fielder. But yeah. I know it. But, okay. but, but I'm going to run into trouble in a second. Sure. So, but I always checked Dale Murphy's stats. I always thought it was cool. He played no batting gloves. He yeah. had so much power to right center. I'd just never seen anything like it. And again, we had TBS. So we're watching shitload right. of Braves games. And so Dale Murphy was uh, just a freak. I mean, back-to-back yeah. MVPs. And some people say he's a Hall of Famer. But uh, Dale Murphy was was a guy. My center fielder is going to surprise you. It, it's Willie McGee. No shit, because he it, came out of Nashville. He came out of Nashville. Willie McGee and Don Mattingly both played on the same minor league team. I almost put would have put Mattingly up first if it wasn't for Garvey. Yeah. But both those guys, I saw them before they were anything. And then they yeah. both won MVP in 1985. But Willie McGee was a guy I was watched because I saw him when he was 18 years old, you know? But, that, but but for me in center field, Willie McGee. Uh, I have a video on my phone. Mike Trout's my center fielder. Yeah. Because last year, um, being there with my sons, opening weekend, hanging out, old-fashioned malt cups at yeah. the Big A, and me yelling at my sons. My son Jack was telling me in the car over the weekend. He's like, God, you're yelling at us. Hey, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to film, and if Trout hits a grand slam... <laughs> I don't want to hear your shit. Kane's laughing. Shit, it's great. But I go, you shut up, and we got the video. He's like, no, I know. But you're like, Jack, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, so Mike Trout's, Mike Trout's number one <laughs> because it's just so funny. My sons are dying. But that'll always be a Mike Trout memory oh, for them. Oh, it's so great. For them. My second guy. Uh, because we can do five outfielders, right? Of course. Yeah, let's do five. That's fine. Yeah. My second center fielder is going to surprise you, but you, I'll, I'll tell you why. My second center fielder is Otis Nixon, okay. Sugar O. Yeah. And Sugar O was my guy because the first year that we did fantasy baseball, when it was still rotisserie baseball, we did it out of Yogi's in Cardiff. We had a league called the Nice Fish League, and I drafted Sugar O. And that fucking guy, every time he was on base, stole. Yeah. And I think he had to have 60 bags that year. But I stole him late. Everybody tried to trade for him. I never would fucking trade for him. And I love those guys because they would grandfather him. And they were like, okay, we just you got to get him. We would do an auction every year. But it was kind of like, dude, that's Chef's guy. Yeah. He found him. He got him. That's cool. Nobody else can steal him. Mike Trout, because of what I said, but my second one is Sugar O. Yeah, my other center fielder would be uh, probably Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, fuck. So, uh, that's yeah, a great one. Probably go Ken Griffey. And I'm a huge Mike Trout fan, but right now I'd probably go uh, Ken Griffey. In uh, in right field, is without a doubt, it's Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Tony Gwynn is the, the craziest thing for me with my relationship with, with Tony is that when I lived in Tennessee and I knew Garvey was getting old, mm-hmm. and I was like, shit, I'm going to need a new favorite baseball player one day. Yeah. Boom, I picked Tony Gwynn as my guy. Yeah. And then to meet him and become friends with him is so strange to me because I remember collecting his rookie cards. Yeah. Going, this is my guy. And all of a sudden, I knew him. It was so weird that uh, that that it, it was probably one of the coolest things about coming to San Diego, that I got to meet and, and establish a relationship with Tony Gwynn. Yeah, Tony would be my guy because, I mean, I've told you. Yeah. I mean, a fucking guy let me use him as a reference yeah. on my resume with his home number. And it's just not just that he did stuff for Dave or me. He did things for everybody. Yeah. He literally was just that kind of guy that would do things for everybody. And so, yeah, it would be um, my five guys would be Ricky and Mitchell, um, Sugar O, 
and Trout and That's Tony. Awesome. But I'm actually going to, uh, Brett's going to get uh, dropped. <laughs> and I hate to. Already. Yeah. The last 10 minutes. I know. I mean, he could he could stay, but I, I have to put this guy as my second baseman. And I was just thinking about it right now. My second baseman would have to be Randy Reddy. Randy yeah, Reddy for me, uh, Dave, you know, for about a five or six year run, was a really great friend of mine. And and I kind of lost touch. And there's a book out right now called The Wax Pack. Yeah. Did you hear this no, book? No, not at all. So it's a new book out. It's called The Wax Pack. And this guy bought a pack of, I think it's 1986 Topps Baseball. He opened it up and he tracked down every player that was in there. Yeah. Gary Templeton's in it. But Randy was playing for the Brewers. And he did a he did a chapter with him. So my history with Randy goes back that when I was like twenty one or twenty two and I'm working at Del Mar, my brother's girlfriend was a uh fucking waitress at the Hilton in Del Mar. Randy came in one night having dinner and and she said, Hey, um, I have two nine-year-old nephews. Would you sign baseballs for them? And he goes, sure. Well, one's Jeff and one's Chris. Well, that's me, who was 22, <laughs> and my brother, who was like 26. So she comes home, and she's like, hey, I got baseballs from Randy Reddy. I'm like, cool. And she's like, yeah, well, I told him he was. you were nine. So I had a baseball. It was like, keep hitting those HRs. Randy Reddy. <laughs> she made up this whole fucking bullshit story. So then I work at Santa Fe Liquor, and Randy would come in in the off season. So we would just fucking sit there in the fucking parking lot and drink Coors Lights and just bullshit. Yeah. Well, fuck, he'd come in. He'd be in town with the Phillies or whatever, and i just go down fucking see him all the time. But then he and I got to a stretch where we would go to Yogi's and we would go to Yogi's and all of a sudden I would show up. Right. And he may have been there and uh, a couple of our other buddies were there and he'd always be just fucking dancing. Don't you wish he had moves like this. And I was like, no, <laughs> uh, you and I had him on when he was the hitting coach and he had come up and dude, I just, uh, I got a number, and I, I think Mud may have a number, but it's just, I fucking love Booney. Booney's my guy. But I had about a five- or six-year cool. run with Randy, starting with getting the baseball when I was like, That's what hilarious. the fuck is this? And I told him for years he loved it. And just seeing that thing the other day about <laughs> um, about the book and everything, and I guess he's down in Dallas. You okay. know, the, the organization here didn't treat him that well. He got kind of fucked with everything going on. But, uh, dude, just, I mean, with both those dudes, yep. Booney and maybe they can platoon, <laughs> uh, just two of the fucking best. All right. Starting pitcher. All right. Um, for me, Kevin Brown, 98 was a uh, lot of fun. Shit. That's, I like that. Uh, I have a couple guys that would have been close. I watched, did you watch the game the other day when they showed it on? I, uh, I, re I okay. recorded it. I was out, but I recorded it. Fucking Donnie wall. Fucking Donnie wall. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, so, you know, Dave, there, there could be a bunch of guys that would make it 
bunch. Which where we were lucky enough, we saw Randy Johnson a lot, yeah. right? Kevin Brown's a fucking great call. Greg Maddox is ridiculous. Greg Maddox, Roger Clemens. Yeah. When Clemens matched up against PV yeah. at Petco, yeah. was outstanding. But for me, I used to make regular trips to the Big A, um, even though he was a member of the Rangers. Nolan Ryan was my guy. Yeah. To watch Nolan Ryan, and you like, we couldn't afford good seats, so we'd be in the bleachers. Like you're like, fuck you, man. And that dude, and it was about that time that he beat the shit out of Robin Ventura. But all those guys, super exciting, and and I'm sure you know. I I thought you were going to say Charles Nagy. I thought that was going to be a guy. But, <laughs> it was um, going to be my guy. But you know, we saw Smoltz. Oh, dude, I've I've seen so many. I was Glavin. thinking about it as you just said that. Even Steve Carlton, I've seen. You know, Fuck. I've seen so many over right? the years. Yeah, where you go, so many really great pitchers that have gone. I mean, look, you know, a lot are really fun, and and maybe in a couple of years we're looking back thinking about. Paddock and some of these guys, but uh, Bumgarner going yes. out watching Bumgarner right. pitch was no joke. Um, look, we didn't say him, but it's funny. We're just looking up and I, I just saw something. John, I mean, dude, I saw Bonds hit a fucking ball off the main scoreboard. Were yeah. you there that yeah, night? Yeah, I was. Bonds will go in my when we do our. We'll do it next show, but we'll do our list of the the top nine that we that we've seen in person. Yeah. Bonds is the best player well, I've ever seen. And these are all guys that I saw in person. Yeah, yeah that's what I want. All guys you've seen in person yeah. that you that you, you like just to see play. Yeah, I mean, I put Mitchell yeah, as my left exactly. fielder. Um, but Bonds was pretty outstanding. But for me, starting pitching, yeah, Dave, Maddox, Maddox with the Braves and the Cubs. I mean, crazy fun, it was right? crazy stuff. But, but Nolan was different level. Yeah. Where you just were like, wow, that's yeah. really, really great. I remember they asked, I might have said this on the show to you before, but I remember they asked Jack Clark, uh, uh-huh. it was around 86, who throws harder? You've seen them both, Roger Clemens or Dwight Gooden. Oh, shit. Did, he just said, nobody throws harder than Nolan Ryan. Let's just end it. Yeah. Like he did, he's just like, I don't give a fuck about those I, guys. He goes, Nolan Ryan's at a different level. You know, Doc Gooden's a good call. I'm, I'm sure we went out to see yeah. Doc pitch. Doc Gooden's a fun one too, right? They, yeah, there's so many great ones. We didn't. Yeah. I mean, hell, Kershaw has has been a Hall of right. Fame career. But it's uh, as far as guys, we just go wow. For it, it's so funny when you think of when I got here and Andy Bennis was a big deal. Yeah, and Andy Bennis really wasn't that big of a deal, but he was big for San Diego. Yeah, fun. Kevin Brown was different. Kevin Brown you know? was. He different wasn't Mark Thurman. He wasn't Eric Shaw. Oh. He was just fucking different. Yeah. What I wish that game. Look, that game one against the Astros when he strikes out 17. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, had that game been here, that's probably the best ever, right? Yep. Hitchcock, when they got back here, I think Hitchcock threw game three because I think Ash threw game. Well, I'll tell you this, maybe the best performance, and I've I've told him this a million times, I saw Ash throw a complete game, yeah. 75 pitches one night. Remember that? Holy fuck, yeah. dude. Holy fuck. Yeah, that was crazy. And and that's the thing, too, man. For me, you and I were incredibly lucky to come up with that 98 team. And we we see those guys through the years. Finn, I just saw Andy about yeah. a year ago at the Clint Black concert. He's just fucking great. And I've told you the story of Andy at spring training with the little guys. Three dudes, probably nine, you know, maybe nine, eight, and six. 
and he's talking to the nine and eight year old. He just keeps reaching over and pulling the bill down to the little guy. I mean, dude, that's a lifetime memory for those guys. Yeah. No cameras. But um, yeah, Ash's 75 pitch was probably the craziest shit. I've never seen a no hitter. That was great. That was nuts. But uh, we didn't but, even mention Pedro. Pedro was insane. Fuck, Dave. Pedro was insane. True. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of these guys. Yeah. But um, but yeah, for me, seeing Nolan. And then uh, what about closer? My closer, my favorite of all time is Trevor. Yeah. You know, favorite of all time has to be is Trevor. It's funny. For all you assholes who think I'm a Dodger fan first, I just named four Padres. Fuck you guys. Get off my ass for one I'm, day. I'm trying to avoid being Coach and Randy where we do all the same guys. Well, it makes sense that you're, you're, you and I saw a lot of the same guys at the same time. We're sitting right next to each other. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. I, I got to tell you, man. Kenta Colby. Kenta Colby. <laughs> I mean, Goose was pretty fucking yeah. fun. Goose was pretty fun in 84. I wasn't here. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen Goose pitch in person. Uh, I don't know if I have. And he cussed me out. Mark <laughs> Davis was pretty awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, seeing Mariano in 98. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Right? No, uh, yeah, you can't. The goat. Yeah, that's true. But, um, like, I'm just trying to think of some of the other guys where you look at and you go, wow, they were really awesome. I'm trying to think. I mean, there had to be guys. Like, who would have been the first closers that were throwing, like, 100 miles an hour? Billy Wagner threw crazy Fuck, hard. Billy Wagner he was, fun was really fun. Billy was Wagner fun was really fun. I remember as a kid, though, for me, the guys that were, were big as a kid were Bruce Suter, you know, yep. Raleigh Fingers. They had that crazy year. Yep. Dan Quisenberry. Yep. You know, those guys had those those crazy years. where They didn't throw crazy hard, but Bruce had the splitter. Yeah. And no one else had the splitter. I don't remember seeing really those guys. I really don't. Goose was kind of the guy. I just never saw him in person. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty fun seeing here. Um, Billy Wagner's a really fun call. I like that. But, no, I mean, seeing Mariano, I mean, uh, you know, was – I feel like the Reds had fucking guys, too, coming out. I mean, I'm, I know Chapman and others, but – but They're the nasty boys. They had all those guys. Dude, they had Rob right? Dibble, they had Charlton, they had Myers. Yep. Yeah, those guys were pretty exciting. But, no, I'll take, I'll take Mariano. Well, okay, good deal. All right, so next time we'll do your your nine best. And next Sunday we're gonna do our all dead team. Everyone all dead. dead. <laughs> Fuck, it's tough. Yeah, Lou I'm Gehrig, Donnie Moore. Shit. All right, Caminetti. <laughs> you can just name a shitload of Padres. Right. Two things, by the way, as you're gonna watch that Padre game. I, I know you'll watch it on tape. The, yeah. I thought it was cool that Fox showed it on the big on the big network. But, okay. but two things I I took away. One is Steve Finley is a hell of a center fielder. Dude, you go, dude, he's right? much better than you even remember how much ground he covers. Yeah. Two is I'm asking the trivia question, the Aflac trivia question. They they said, who's, uh, who's the only Padre to win a World Series game? Oh, I like that. Wait, what? Well, Padres only won one World yeah. Series game. Who's well, Who was the winning pitcher? Oh, shit. Okay, let me think. 84. Um, I think the lineup matched up. Uh, but I think, but see, I think Bavacqua won it. No, they won like four to one. So it probably would have been the starter, right? I don't think it was. I, I don't remember. I know it was game two of the World Series in 84. I'm going to say Andy it Hawkins. Start. It was Andy Hawkins. Was Andy Hawkins a starter in that? Was he, he, he pitched after Thurman? Mm, trying to think. Shao probably would have been one. Yes. 
I think Thurman was two, but the way it placed out because it went five with the Cubs. Oh, that might, yeah. That's why it went that way. Yeah. Andy Hawkins, huh? Okay. For some reason, I thought Hawkins was a reliever on that team, but you might, I like be, that you dude. might, might, might be right. I'll look, um, I'll look that shit up. All right. One question for you, yeah. Dave. When they show it, does it have the two fucking bars on the side, like standard def? Oh, man. I don't remember. I, I Honestly, I don't remember. Like, I wish it they could just yeah. fucking redo these tapes. Yeah. yeah. And you go, like, fucking clean them up. <laughs> but I'll watch it again. That's funny. I, but it, it was it was interesting. It was great to see Tony and see all the guys. Bochy yeah. looks so young. Right. Damn, it's about dude. 11. Yeah, he looks so young. It's crazy. All right, that's it was, cool. It was it was cool, man. And you're like, fuck, dude, they were up like five to two. Yeah. And then they gave up nine runs. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. Sucked. Check. <laughs> Post game show that night on KFMB, hosted by you and me. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Damn it, that's funny. Hold on, let me look up this box score because I'm. Okay. The Padres won that game, by the way, five to three. Okay. okay. And um, come on, where's that? okay? Here we go. So the winning pitcher, obviously, is Andy Hawkins, as we know that. Hawkins was a reliever. Ed Whitson was the pitcher. Ed, Ed, Ed got knocked out in the first inning. He did? Went two-thirds of an inning and gave up three earned runs. Fuck. Come on, Eddie Lee. Yep. And then Andy went uh, five, and, five and a third. Fuck. Hawkins was good, man. Hawkins, Dravecki. Those dudes were tough, man. Yep. I like those guys. Shao. Yep. Yeah. Lefford's got the save in the game. Five strikeouts in three innings. Really? Yep. Damn. How, how about that? Where yeah. the fuck was Goose? I Yeah, right? He didn't pitch in game one. <laughs> he was saving uh, all his shit to get blown up the rest of the series. Yeah, I can get him. Fuck, you can't. You had an ERA of 13, you asshole. Shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, all right. All right, I got stuff to get to after this. We've already been going over an hour, but uh, I got a little stay or goes. I also got okay. uh, how much are they worth, how old are they. Cool. Uh, I want to mention, of course, we talk about Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy you need to talk to. Dan's the guy that can help you out with your financial situation. Now is the time to call Dan. If you're sitting around saying, I got to get my ducks in a row, maybe I'm doing some stuff around the house because I'm just passing time. Look, why don't you worry about what's going on in your finances? What are you going to do? What's your next move? Dan Williams is your guy. He wants to help you get into a house if you aren't in that house right now. But at the same time, most importantly to me, where are your finances going? Mm -hmm. and what can you do to set yourself up for the future? It doesn't matter your age. Make sure you call our buddy Dan Williams. Dan is a really good guy, very easy to talk to. His number is 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Well, I paid off all the credit cards and then immediately put oh, damage back onto them. What the fuck? I just told you two days ago, whatever. No. Don't, don't do this anymore. I had to buy shampoo. <laughs> How many, how many <laughs> you fucking buy? That wasn't too bad. But then the last sporting event I was at. Yeah. Uh, well, close. The last two. Um, February 15th, I was at the Air Force Academy for the stadium series. Yeah. Sweatshirt. Yeah, tonight. you're wearing it right now. And then a uh, couple nights later, I was in Pepsi Center. But okay. I didn't. I couldn't get my kids anything. Um, from stadium series because the lines were so fucking long. It was crazy and it just was nuts. So yesterday you talk about the games that have been played, right? Yesterday they're replaying back to back the King Stanley cup championships. Awesome. 2012 against the devils 
2014 against the Rangers when Alec Martinez wins it in double overtime. And so I start goofing around on fanatics.com looking because I was like, man, my king, my kids and I don't really have any Kings gear, right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden I looked and what did they have on fanatics? But old school, well, not old school, but a Kings zip up hoodie from the stadium series. And I looked at it, Dave, and I go, holy shit, those look like the ones I wanted to get, but I wasn't able to get them because uh, the fucking shit was sold out. So guess what happened? I put a ding in my fucking credit card yesterday. <laughs> they got three of them. But Dave, look at this shit. You like that? I got those. Zip up black hoodies. Oh, I like it a lot. With the stadium logo, the the Kings. So I got one for me, one for Jack, one for Cade. So that's 200 bucks. And then you go, fuck, you need shampoo and then uh, hotel room. <laughs> I was like, I'm driving down there. I go, fuck, I'm right back to like 300 bucks on the fucking card. You'll fuck. be fine. I'll be fine. I'll pay it down. It's the only card that I have any money on, and I'll pay it off. I'll pay it off this week. But the key is I'm incredibly fortunate, knock on wood. That's the only one I have. And then it's about cash flow. Yep. And it's about getting ready because my sons and I, if anybody has a storage unit, and I had to get a storage unit because of a divorce, and man, you go to find something and then you look and you realize, man, there's your books. And there's my framed Pete Rose photo, right? And all these different things. And like I was saying to my kids today, I go, man, when this thing's all done and I'm able to buy a little place, and I go, clearing shit out of here, and breaking down these boxes and putting that place together is going to be incredibly fun. Looking through these and saying, what do we have? What goes where? Pictures, the whole thing. Well, I've already been lucky enough to establish the credit score part. But now the next thing is, Dave, to stop fucking around buying hoodies. And uh, once Ticketmaster is going to give me my 1500 bucks back, and then, uh, and then we'll have some cash flow, and we'll be good. There you go. And be able to go, and Dan's going to be the guy. But let him help you get to that spot the way he helped me, 858-688-6813. Brian Kerr is your guy for your next house. Real estate still happening right now. You drive around your neighborhood. You drive around most neighborhoods. You're seeing houses go up for sale on a daily basis. You have a chance to buy the house of your dreams. What are you waiting for? Brian Kerr is your guy. He can also sell the house you're currently in, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. So I'm driving today from Encinitas into Carlsbad. We go into Carlsbad to get some lunch, and we're driving 101. And we're 101, and we're right by, uh, you go right by Poinsettia, by Ponto, the whole thing. My son, Cade, goes, man, Dad, I tell you what, when you're talking to Brian Curry about getting one of the houses, I think you should just look right here. There you I go. I go, well, yeah, Cade. A uh, four-bedroom house with an ocean view? No problem. That would be great. I said, is somebody hitting that fucking Powerball? Why do you tell them I was going to do it, but that salt air kills the paint on my car, so we're out. Like, just yeah, tell them, like, of course we can afford it. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> I go, shit, man. But, hey, kid's got a good eye. I'm not going to give him any hard time. Yeah, that would be an unbelievable place to go. There's so many. Yeah. Fun neighborhoods. Can you find something in your price range? I don't think I'm going to live right there on 101. I tell them too much traffic. 
But for us, <laughs> because my sons are going to go to Helix, yeah. I, I was saying it feels like night and day when I leave Encinitas and I come back to La Mesa. And it's no reflection on either one. I love both communities. They're just different. But my sons are in La Mesa. That's where they grew up. That's where they've been raised. And yeah. that's where I want to be. Mesa's treated me great. So, uh, yeah, when we do everything, I'd like to find a little place by La Mesa Village and just hang out. You go, yeah, this is really, really good. All right, here's an interesting question. Um, I always I always think about this all the time. But what part of my life or what part of the country do I feel most comfortable in? Mm. Like you were not saying I had great memories here, but like saying this yeah. feels like the most normal I could be is right in this, this spot. Is it yeah. Encinitas? For your kids, they'll say La Mesa. For my kids, mm-hmm. we'll probably say he's like, yeah. you know. But for for me, I, I lived in Tennessee almost ten years. Still have family and friends back there. Nashville never feels like home to me. Really? Yeah, it, it feels like it's a time to be around people that I really care about. But it yeah. doesn't feel like people don't think like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not the same. When I was in L.A. the other day, and I went to a bakery down the street yeah. from where my grandmother lived, and I'm standing on the corner of Pico and Oakhurst. Yeah. And I'm going, man, this feels exactly like home. Like this yeah. feels as comfortable as can be, which is really strange because I spent the majority of my time in San Diego. Yeah. Nothing against San Diego, but that right there with no traffic and just sitting there and going, I remember living seven houses down the street. And every yeah. time I'm, I was telling Josh this, every time I hear, I hear a siren, I'd go sprinting out of my house like a motherfucker, <laughs> run to the see? sidewalk and had to look up the street down Pico to go, what, what, yeah. what is it? Is it a fire truck? Is it a police car? Is it an yeah. ambulance? I was in just everything. And so yeah. all my memories, skateboarding, my grandmother, my parents, my aunts and uncles, we all, they all lived in the same neighborhood. And we just walked yeah. everywhere. And for me, that I said, this is probably my most comfortable place is this one area. For you being an Encinitas guy, Minnesota, the whole deal, what's right. the one place you go I feel most, I guess, at ease in this one spot? I, you want to know the honest to yeah, God truth? Do. Toronto. Really? Yeah, it's not here. Wow. I don't have a place in California where I feel like it's home. Do you feel like when you're in Toronto that more people there think like you? I just, I I feel like um, it's really funny, man. It's just, it's hard to explain. I don't know how to explain it. But that to me is just the whole thing where you go, yeah. And it's, I'm, I was scheduled to be there. I would have been there two weeks from tonight. And yeah. two weeks from tonight... Two weeks from tonight would have been the key to the trip because so what happens is I would have flown in Wednesday night, a week from Wednesday. So we go up and we do a trade show. So you get in Wednesday and Wednesday is the night um, my buddy Connor was going on this trip with me, has never been to Toronto. So what he and I, what we would have done, we work in Mississauga. The show's in Mississauga, which is north. I would figure it's probably like the equivalent of uh, Carlsbad to downtown San Diego. Pretty far, yeah. right? But that first Wednesday night, we would have, he and I would have gotten in a car. We would have gone downtown for dinner and to see the city and do, you would have hoped that maybe the Raptors or the Leafs were playing, right? Yeah. And then uh, Thursday. It's an incredibly long day because you're setting up for the show. Friday, you're there from pretty much 9 until 10 o'clock at night. Saturday is a long day. And then Sunday is the last day of the show. But then it's breakdown and you're you're trying to get it done. 
But for me, at the end of that, it's back to the hotel. It's a quick shower. It's bye to my friends who are flying home. Yeah. And then I'm in a car going down to have dinner with somebody who means a lot to me. And it's fucking great because it's the first time to hang. You get a beer. You're just hanging. And that would have been great. I I don't know what it is, Dave. Um, I haven't been back to Minneapolis since 95. So clearly Minneapolis isn't home. Yeah. Um, L.A. is not home. I like to visit L.A., yeah. but there's nowhere where you, you feel You love it. New York, but it's not home. Right. Uh, but I got out of Cardiff... Yeah, I was in Cardiff from 81 to 96, so I was there 15 years. Then I was in Carlsbad um, from 96 through 04, and then down to La Mesa. But my wife knew La Mesa. Like, La Mesa was her hometown. She knew everything. I was, I still, like, I... Like, even in my house. That doesn't feel like my house. Yeah. I lived there forever. <laughs> lived there for 10 years. Doesn't feel like my house at all. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, if you got a place. But there's just something about, for me, about yeah. Toronto. And look, man, I'll tell you the truth. If it, if it wasn't, if I didn't have 12-year-old boys, I'd have been fucking gone about six months ago. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I would have been gone six months ago. You know, um, it, it's funny. The thing about... Uh, Do you the, feel the, home here at Eastlake? I feel home right now. It's funny. I went by my, my old house, which is in Eastlake, too, and it doesn't, one, it doesn't feel like my home at all. You know, and I walked that by... that Oak it, Springs? Oak Springs, yeah. Yeah. It just feels like, uh, just feels like a house. It really? Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like anything. I don't know why. Maybe because of people living in it, but it's it doesn't. And but so, Oak Springs where we did ESPN, yeah, right? Yeah, Oak Springs Drive. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I but, walk okay. by it almost uh, three times a week on, on these these walks that I do in the morning. But it's um, at the same time, it's funny. I'm a big believer. I know you think like I do on this one. I'm a big believer in do whatever makes you happy in life, yeah. but don't tell me how to live my life. Right. In Tennessee, the people are so friendly, and yeah. and, and they can cook, and and they're extremely nice. But man. They want to tell you if you don't go to church, you're a bad guy. If you want, you know what I mean. The whole Bible Belt thing no, is a shit. huge church yeah. on every corner. Don't preach to me, right. you know. Don't tell me only God judges, but you're gonna sit there and judge me. Yeah, that drives me nuts. Yeah, don't be the hypocrite. When I'm in 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 San Diego, I, I get worn out on people uh, telling me, "Ah, you're fucking a San Diego hater." I've been there 31 years. No one yeah. can love San Diego more than me. But <clears> but when I'm in LA, the one thing I respect about LA is the fact you could do whatever the fuck you want and no yeah. one's going to tell you you're doing it wrong. You could right. walk into a grocery store with green hair and no one's going to lecture you. They yeah. let you live your life. As long as you aren't hurting other people, basically they live a life. New York's a lot of the same way. Yeah. A- and um, a- and I know there's a ton of history in big cities, but for me it's probably because I had such a good relationship with my grandmother growing up and I lived yeah. with her in high school. And the, the, the fact when I went back there, I just always think about there was no pressure to be anything but, hey, that's my grandmother. This is me, and she's not going to judge me. She's just going to love me yeah. no matter what I do. And that's when I think life was probably as the easiest for me. Yeah, I would say that's kind of the vibe that you get, uh, that I get in Toronto. And there's a lot. I mean, I mean for me though, Dave, a lot is like sports related, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it always has been. Now, I've been gone so long that like the Twins. 
mean, I'm interested in the Vikings on Thursday night, right? Yeah. But those guys don't even play in the same places they played at right? when you were there. None of them. Um, I never really knew the Wild. They didn't yeah. play. The Gophers still play where that, that state's not big enough for you and Horton. No, no. Horton's my guy. He's got it covered. Uh, LA is a fun place to visit, but like for Toronto, oh, I could get right in on the Raptors and I could get right in on the Maple Leafs. I don't know that I'd be a diehard. But you like the people. The people, Dave, for me are amazing. And look, I've just said it. Um, the first time I went there in whatever that was, November of 2018, November of 2018, I just went and and we had just kind of like I had just kind of started to figure some shit out. Right? We we finished this. Yeah. A lot of the dark days had, had gone by that time. And man, like a lightning bolt, somebody came into my fucking life and it was great. Cool. And uh and still a big part of it. So but for me, yeah. I just there's just there's just a vibe there where it's like people are just cool. I, that's just what I say to my kids. Like, just be fucking cool. Like, don't, don't be a fucking asshole. And uh, and that's the problem too, man. Like, like I said, Dave, I, I dig staying in Encinitas. Yeah. If anybody had the chance, and I, I'm this isn't revisionist history. If you could go and hang for a weekend... In the Encinitas of 85, 86, 88, 91. Dude, people go, this is fucking really cool. The Encinitas that we saw today, so many fucking douchebags. And uh, it, it's really, it's disappointing, man. Because I would have said, if it was still that, I'd be, dude, Encinitas the whole way. So but, a, but that's not that's not the city I grew up in. So on a personal note, if you could get Nikki Benz to come to La Mesa instead of Toronto, would it be easier in La Mesa? I can't say I've seen Nikki Benz naked. Now, let's go through. Um, I dropped a fucking great name. My old roommate, Laura, who listens to some of these, worked with me at the warehouse. We dated. And uh, I love telling her that I go, hey, look, she's married. But she's like, you know, hey, at some point I could get divorced and then we could circle back. <laughs> she says that all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's great. And her and her husband are doing fine. They're doing great. But uh, I just fucking, yeah, I mean, I got to be careful. Like, it's just, yeah, just fucking so around. But I dropped this name on her the other day. I was thinking of 80s porn stars because that's my whole fucking, that's it. That's all I have from my time at working at Warehouse Records. Like Lisa Ann, and I was I was gonna put together a dead or alive porn star list yeah. for tonight. You could do porn stars and wrestlers. It's depressing as shit, dude. I started reading about these fucking dead porn stars. <laughs> I didn't know, Dave. I honestly didn't know who any of them were, and then I read this story about that August Ames. Yeah. Now Lisa's talked about her. I would tell you the honest to God truth. I would tell you, oh, fuck, I, she was awesome in, you know, yeah. Ch- Charlie's Anal or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fuck, I don't. Forrest Hump. <laughs> right, yeah. never saw her. But then you're reading this story about how she had gone on Twitter and said this, and then people got to her on social media and she hung herself. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not enjoying this game. Stop. So I say that because all I know is 80s porn stars. And so I said to my friend, Laura, who was, 
you know, we'll send uh, those little, just those little video clips yeah. like, hey, pay attention to me. Like, just stupid shit fucking around. I told her, you're out. I'm replacing you with Taja Ray. <laughs> She's like, who the fuck's that? And I go, a name that just popped in my head from 1985. She probably manages a bowling alley in Kansas City. I don't know where the fuck she is. But um, wouldn't that be? I said this to Lisa. Yeah. When we were talking about going to L.A. and doing a podcast network, I said to Lisa, do you think you could track down, if we put together a list of, of the ones from the 70s and the 80s, right? Yeah. The iconic, the old school iconic names that are still, I mean, Marilyn Chambers is dead. Yep. But if you could find Kay Parker or, right, Tom Byron, all these fuckers from the 80s. And just tell their story about what it was like at that time and then trying to transition out. I'm fascinated by the life trying to transition out. Yeah. And I saw somebody write on social media the other day. I don't even know what the fuck they were talking about. But they were like, hey, in the middle of this pandemic, if you think it's going to be easy because you're going to start selling naked selfies, you'll never get. I was like, what? Who the fuck's doing that? <laughs> I'm like shit I know people are getting jobs stocking shelves but that's what I said Dave find the people from the 80s yeah. when they were all like big time stars when they would show them in movie theaters oh, that's and like what do you do now where do you go and she's like yeah we'll find them they'll tell their story what else do they have to do what else do they have to do all right speaking of canadians here's a really good one for you his oh, name yeah. is alan taylor alan taylor is your guy to build that perfect pool for you you can feel it the weather's getting great wow i'm telling you the summer's just around the corner what a great time to have that perfect pool in the backyard alan taylor taylor may pools can make it happen 619-449-4452 619-449-4452 dave think of anybody who has a pool and the life you've been able to live for the last five weeks, Dude, right? Wow. Yeah. Where you go, Alan Taylor and his guys came out. We took Dave and Jeff's advice. We had the pool built, and we don't have to worry about anything. We just go out, like you said, although it was weird, it rained Friday night, but we can go out, we can barbecue, we can hang by the pool, and yeah, if you got a shelter at home, Nothing better than sheltering at home in the backyard next to your tailor-made pool. Not too late to start getting ideas. I mean, Alan said we'll be ready to go shortly. Uh, go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look at the sponsor page and start thinking about different things that you would want to do. I think getting a uh, pool done in the shape of your COVID-19 mask would be a great <laughs> reminder of how you survived 2020. But, shit, you can do whatever you want. Just get that pool done. Give Al Taylor and his guys a call. Believe me, you hope we never go through something like this again. But if we do, at least you can uh, shelter at home in comfort with a gorgeous tailor-made pool. Absolutely. All right, don't forget about Kyle Fluger, that perfect website that you need to build. You've been waiting too long. You need to fix the one that you have that's not working. Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. This week, I'm going to post on this website, okay? Remember, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Mm -hmm. I'm going to post my mock NFL draft. Oh, really? Okay? If you can beat me, okay, mm -hmm. I will send you a Dave and Jeff t-shirt. 
Oh, I like that. Okay. So all you have to do is you can, I'll give you my email address right now. You can just send it right to my email. And if you can beat me after uh, against mine after Thursday, first round only, and basically we're going to write this out like there are no trades are going to happen. Okay? okay. Just straight through. Straight through. Uh, DavePalais at gmail.com. But if you can beat me, I'll, I'll get you a shirt. And I was going to have it. I, we'd invite you in the garage, but who knows when this shit's going to end. So right now I'm just going to send you a Dave and Jeff t-shirt. Yeah, we'll do that. And then, I plan on sending out zero, motherfuckers. You're a bunch of dumb shits. <laughs> um, I can't wait for the draft on Thursday. Looking forward to it. Now, we'll be back here. I got an idea for you. Yeah. I have... Uh, what about a bonus show tomorrow? You around tomorrow? Where the fuck am I going? Where are you going? <laughs> not going anywhere. We'll do a bonus show tomorrow. Okay. Uh, because what I'm going to do is... What I'd like to do tomorrow, because I feel like our, the normal Wednesday night show would be kind of a uh, precursor to the draft and looking at everything going down and our okay. trades going, the whole thing. But tomorrow night, um, what I can do is right after work, I can knock out Last Dance. Are there commercials in it? Yeah, there are. All right. You can knock it out fast. Yeah. It's no. interesting. You, you, won't, you will not get bored watching this. No, this I've thing. been so excited. And like I said, on a personal note for, for our company, it's incredibly exciting. But um, I was thinking about today, my kids have a family thing tomorrow. I go, well, fuck it. I was going to come down tomorrow. I go, well, let's just do a bonus show. Right for all the guys. Yes. Sound good? Yep. No all right, problem. We'll, we'll knock out a bonus show tomorrow, and then we'll be back here Wednesday night. But when you look ahead to the draft day, before we get out, we'll talk more about it Wednesday. By the way, Kyle Fluger already put my picks up on the website. Oh, great. So, yeah, so DaveAndJeffShow.com. The picks are already there. All right, I'll try to avoid looking at yours, okay. and then I'll... Uh, and Josh posted his, actually. actually Are they too. on our site? Yeah, he put it on the site, too. I think right. Josh will beat me because he played with a lot of these guys and knows a lot of these guys. All right, I will, uh, I'll take a look. I may cherry pick a little bit from uh, who are the guys that do it. I mean, McShay does it. Kuiper does yeah. it. Aren't there a couple others? I watched a thing on YouTube. You want to watch something funny on YouTube? Watch Mel Kuiper's Miss Picks on YouTube. It oh, is, God, is it, it great? It is so fucking great. It is so great how he tells you which guys are complete shit and Hall of Famers and guys like Andre Wadsworth yeah. and Nick Lawrence Taylor. It is oh, fucking so, so fucking great. Can you imagine? Yeah. Everything you're fucking held under. Guys who never threw one pass in the NFL. Fucking this guy's the next Joe Montana. Oh, dude. It's so great. But somebody in the NFL thought he believed it too, right? Oh my God, it was it was nuts. All right, we'll uh we'll be back here. We'll come down tomorrow night. I got great Padre news for you. I'll tell you tomorrow night about the Padres, and then uh and then we'll be here Wednesday night too. Let, let me say, well, I'll save the stayer goes for tomorrow. But let me give okay. you the birthdays because it won't make sense tomorrow. All okay, right? April nineteenth, James Franco. James Franco, um, forty four. 42. How much is James Franco worth? 20 million. 30 million dollars. All right. All right. This girl I always think has to be great in the sack because every guy uh, she breaks up with almost freaks out and can't come back. It's Kate Hudson. No, please. <laughs> everybody everybody loses their mind when she breaks up with them. Um Kate Hudson uh I'm going to say she's 44. 41. 41. 21 when she got married. Who'd she marry? The dude from uh, the Black Crows. Oh, yeah. You want bat behind him? No. Yeah, I don't care. Fuck that guy. What's he, 80 pounds? <laughs> yeah, what's he doing? <laughs> um, How much is she worth? 
Has she done anything recently? I'm going to say $18 million. $80 million. What the fuck? Yeah, $80 million. Damn. You'll like this one. Suge Knight. My man. Head of Death Row Records. Suge Knight is 56. Close, 55. 55. How much is he worth? Fuck. Not a lot. Dude. <laughs> For a while, man. For a while. Dude. Uh, I'm going to say $2 million. $200,000. Come on. Yeah. Should have called Dan have- Williams. He doesn't have any of that left? No, it says two hundred grand is what I found on a couple different sites. Wow, okay. Maria Sharapova. Maria Sharapova. Um, 38. 33. That's it? That is it. Holy shit. Been around forever. She is. I always hate tennis chicks. That they always say, oh, she's hot. She's hot for tennis. Okay, let's get real. Dude, she probably made a lot of money. I'm going to say $50 million. 135 million. Fuck. Candace Parker. Ah, oh, dude, I love Candace. Me too. Parker. One of the few WN players I'd throw her one. I love Candace Parker. Oh yeah, in a minute. Um, forty-five. No, she's not forty-five, dude. She's thirty-four. Oh shit. Okay. Jesus, what's wrong with you? You're so good. It's such I know, a good song. Thirty-four. How much is she worth? I guarantee it. What the money would have been if she played oh, in the fucking fuck. NBA? She what be a player! One hundred twelve million if she was. In she the should NBA. be. Uh fifteen million. Two. Come on. She had to made money with endorsements. WN, really? What is she selling? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking uh, Skechers? Two more for you. And this one, if you do the math, you should be able to figure it out. Troy Palomalu. Oh, shit. Yeah, we didn't need him in San Diego, did we? Um, I'll say 38. Really close. 39. 39. All right. How much? Fuck. What a player, dude. Yes. What a player. 30 million. Exactly right. Okay. It was really good. All right. Last one of the night. Smoking hot in the movie Simon Birch. Ashley Judd. Love Ashley Me Judd. Me too. Um, shit. 52. Exactly right. Look at you. How much is she worth? I, she's fucking priceless. That chick seems like she's about damn near perfect. She's priceless. I'd bang her and her mom. <laughs> and I'd get the fuck out of there before. Tell the sister hold the camera. Fuck. <laughs> Nothing to do with the sister. Well, Nona beat your fucking ass. You don't fucking perform. You end the game early when she's still ready to go. You're getting it. <laughs> the fucking she's gonna sock you one. How much is she worth? I'm gonna say she's worth twenty million. Twenty two million. Pretty good, man. God, not, not bad right there. All that's right. the best one ever. I'll All save right. the stay or goes, but we've been going already a, a, an hour and thirty one minutes. All right, cool. We'll come back. We'll do a bonus show Monday. Then Wednesday night will be our draft show, and then I think next week, Dave, I'm gonna try to do it Monday, so I can see this fucking thing because I'm locked in with my kids and I really hate seeing it. Um, so for a couple of weeks, we may move it to Monday and Wednesday, if that okay. works for you. I don't care. Um, because that way we can come in and, and talk about last. I know everybody else will be doing it, but um, but I want a chance to see it. I, I think yeah. for right now in sports, it's the biggest thing going. Listen, everybody, stay safe. Stay the fuck off the streets, okay? Stop being a fucking dipshit. Just uh, all you got to do, man, is Dave mentioned YouTube. Go fucking watch a story of somebody who's been suffering from this no thing. Shit. And go, do I really need to fucking, I can't walk around the neighborhood. I got to go walk Coast Highway, and, and that could be the risk. We're all fucking in it together. You're not the only one doing it. 
just uh, like I said, be respectful to your friends, your neighbors, your family. Most importantly, the people that are working so that you can go in and buy your shitty Kamchaka vodka every night, you fucking drunks. <laughs> and uh, and that's it. Stay safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Perfect. Bye.